Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Shopping for humans is hard. Shopping for your dog is easy, thanks to Bark. Every month, we deliver toys and treats just for your dog. Whether it's fun, plush, or tough toys for heavy chewers, we spoil all the dogs. Subscribe now and get a free upgrade at BarkBox.com iHeart. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot com. Get in zone. AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Brakes? We can save you 15% on that. We have OE quality Duralask brake pads and rotors in stock, ready for pickup or delivery. We also have calipers, brake fluid, tools, and anything else you'll need to do the job right. When you get Duralast pads and rotors together, you'll save 15%. It's just part of what makes us America's number one brakes destination. Hey everyone, it's Johnny from the Johnny Drinks Podcast. If you like what you hear, please feel free to share with a friend, leave a review, a little goes a long way. But for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode. Welcome back, everybody, to the Johnny Drinks Podcast. I'm your co-host, Johnny. I'm here with my father. This is John. Today's topic of discussion is actually very fitting. We're going to be talking about friendships and the evolution of friendships. But before we get into that, we wanted to give a quick shout out and appreciation to you guys out there and people that have supported this podcast, not even just monetarily and people that have done things like the game room who has set up this Pretty much set up this studio. Um, they gave uh, and, us the and bar our, outside. In our home, my basement. In our home. Yeah. Um, those are long lasting relationships. But the people out there like you guys that are devoted followers and fans and sharing this stuff with other devoted followers and fans means a lot to us. So although we can't personally shake your hand and say thank you, this is our way of, uh, of doing that. Yeah, I agree. And we yeah. can't say enough about the sphere of friendship and influences that we surround ourselves with and that everyone to the point of this conversation should take a listen, take a page from the book, which is uh, very much something that cultivates over time, right? Relationships and friendships cultivate over a long period of time. So we can dive right into it. We yeah. can kind of get into some of the, 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 the finer details, but. Um, well, I think, yeah, what I, what I want to do is I guess express where I'm at in life and, share, I guess, where I think friendships are going and hopefully learn from you and hopefully then share with the audience All right. what we also feel. Yeah, so where are you? Um, currently 27 years old, living on my own for the past year, finally. It's been a great year. But the reason I mention that is because my friendships have evolved and I would say they've changed the most over the past year than they ever have, right? right. So from my perspective, when you go through high school, you meet a great group of friends. Thankfully, I had a lot of really good guy friends. We were super tight, super close. You didn't really 
second guess your friendships at that point. You were kind of just living and, and hanging with the dudes that you, you know, had fun with. Then you go to college and you start to realize different personality traits and things you like and dislike about people. Maybe some of your high school friends turn you off now, but you don't give up that hold that you have on them. It's like, all right, it's inevitable. They're brothers of mine. And um, that's pretty much that. Then you cross over to the next, I guess, chapter of life. And now you start to pick up little things here and there that do separate you from individuals. And I think what we've talked about before is it really is important to surround yourself with the people that make you feel like a five versus Ooh. the people that maybe make you feel like ones or twos, even if you consider them friends at one point. So at 57 years old, how has the evolution of friendship been? Do you hang out with people that you still, that you knew from high school? Are they all new people? What does that look like? Okay, so let's, you just brought up something that um, is pretty important. How people make you feel, mm. right? You can, in your mind, on a scale one to five, one being the lowest, five being the highest. If people make you feel good as a five, well, then you want to surround yourself with more of those people. If they make you feel like a one, then that's your decision. You want to be around them and they don't make you feel good or they knock on you to break your chops. They find every opportunity to you know, put you down to make themselves be or feel better. That's, that's on you. Yeah. So the first step, I think, in really understanding a friendship is the evaluation and how it makes you feel. And it's okay that if you're in a general group of five people and there's only one person that makes you feel good, well, spend time talking to that person and, and, and be cordial to the other people. But you know in moments where that might change and your five isn't there and the other people, the other four are going out and there's a two and there's a one and that, well, maybe just don't go out and don't yeah. feel like you're missing something because you're not missing anything. Have you, have you attempted to like sort of save face with these people? Cause you feel bad about letting them down. I'll say this. Don't give up, right? Don't give up mm. on people on the genuine good part. That's in everybody because there's a one and there's a two that's in your group. Now that's going to be a five. Mm. Do you have an example? I have plenty of examples, and it won't be by name, but back to your question, high school. So let, let's think about this. The evolution of a friendship, it starts in maybe kindergarten. You meet somebody as young as five or six years old. They live on your street. You grow up with them. You play and you interact. And then, you know, things change and evolve, and you go one way, they go another. You could be in middle school and have had a good relationship with somebody. And it, in middle school, you're not saying, oh, does that person make me feel like a five and I want to be? No, right. you're, just, you're just a young person. You're going through, you're having fun, you're playing. But things change because everyone evolves. You know, your growth as a person is going to change first. Your body chemistry changes, right? right? Adolescence kicks in. Your hormones kick in. You, you know what that, that means. We've yeah. all been through that. And, and your growth spurts, you were the short little guy or person in, in you know, second grade, third grade, and all of a sudden it's seventh, eighth grade, and you're one of the biggest people. And that'd be you're doing things that are different activities, like you, playing sports. You're playing, different, you're playing sports. All of a sudden, people are looking at you differently, right? So, so all of these things intertwine in, and it gets, for me, I don't want to go too deep into that part of it, but understand that's a passage. That's something you got to get. You just go through, you grow through, right? So 
some of the really relationships that you may have had when you were younger could still be in, in play today. Some of them have changed because people move away, have different interests. They start hanging around with different people. You start hanging around with different people. All right. As you progress through and we jump, let's say, to a place of high school where a lot of people really get lost. A lot of people get really lost and lonely in high school because they may not be popular, because they may not have any interest in the same things that they once did. They may have played Little League baseball when they were in third and fourth grade. And then come 10, 11, again, when hormones change, there's a huge fall off because they're just not interested anymore. Yeah. Or athletically, their, 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 their skeleton development, their muscle development changes and you can't keep up with it, all right? Um, but as we, again, figure, let's relate to your high school friends and how you originally asked the question, you know, do I still have um, friends, right? The answer is yes. And in, in my experience, if you looked at the high school experience for me, because I, I played sports, that in itself gives you the optics that, wow, you have all these friends, all these guys on your team are your friends. Well, they're not all your friends. Some of them are really mean. Some of them made, made me feel and will make others feel less and inferior to them. It's the whole bully thing. It's the whole, you know, who, who's the, the top dog. And so you've got to grind through that. You've got to insulate yourself and find the one or two people. And all it takes is one that you have alignment with that can help you get through that. So those who are in that situation today that might be listening to this or have children that are listening to this, that are in that situation, remind them, right? They've, they've got to grind through it, find that one person. And if that one person's not there, well, hopefully you have a family that's there. Yeah. Friendships in high school are so tough because it really is like, you, when you take an outside perspective, it seems as though one instance can change everything. Hmm. You were wrong. You did wrong by that one person who then ruined your reputation and now you're whatever it may be. And now that trickled down into it. And, and keep in mind, when you are 16, 17 years old, your brain is very malleable and you're constantly changing. So you could have changed, again, in theory for the worst. And now you're going down this path you shouldn't have been down. Right. So it's a hard, hard place to be. And I think that's why high school relationships are very important. But if you're in high school and you are 16, 17 years old, hold on to the fact that just hang out with people that you genuinely enjoy hanging out with and that bring out the best in you. And don't worry so much about being in the cool clique. And if you don't feel comfortable with them, you really try to take a step back and acknowledge that and don't just try to do things to make yourself look cool. And also realize that one mistake is not going to change the world. I know high school feels like this is the end and you're going to live in this state forever, but it's not the case. You're going to move on. You're going to have other chances to find new and better people in your life. So if you're going through that tough time, just weather the storm, but as far as, yeah. like you said, if you're a parent, weather that storm and know that there is good on the other side. Right. And, and so um, it's very interesting at my age versus now yours. You're going you're gonna to go through, obviously, some of the things that we're going to talk about today that I've witnessed firsthand. I've witnessed firsthand the best athlete in every sport in our high school being the biggest jerk off. Okay? Best athlete, most popular, but the biggest jerk off. And today... Literally, when I tell you they're dead, they're dead. They're not around. Physically dead? Lit literally passed like away dead. dead. Like dead. That's sad. Yeah. That, that's sad. And it's unfortunate. But 
there's a pattern and you will you will see this unfortunately because there's listen there's a lot of good in our world there's a lot more positives out there and don't let those negatives weigh you down to think otherwise it's a great opportunity great world we live in there's a lot of good people just keep looking to find the sphere and the group that you want to be with people well, that, you want to be with that's actually a, a really good point i want to ask you a question that i got asked yesterday from one of my core sphere influential people so the question he asked me was top of your head right now in this moment who are the top five people you hang out with the most right okay you're asking me that question now right is it so here's well no i wasn't sure if you were going to answer it i wasn't I'm sure asking you, you the question ready. yes hey so the top dad my top five that i hang around with yes. now by name name I'd rather not name them. Name them. No, here's why. You have to. No, no. here's why I'm going to say I'd rather not name them. It doesn't ruin the game. it changes. No, it's not. It's, That's the point. I want it you to- It changes. I, I know. Right. I want you to say so it right there, now. There, there is not, because it's hard. So right now- this It's not week, that hard. This week it. could be different than two weeks ago. Okay, in this moment ago. of your time, in the last so, couple weeks here, what has been, who has been, give us the last couple months, who have you been hanging out with the most? Uncle Steve. Okay, he's number one. Give us somebody else. But see, the past couple of weeks I've been- you're asking a great question, but so being relevant to being relevant to where it is. I'm gonna give another one. Ready? Always, me. I, I, I'm, I'm, I hang, you hang out with me the most. Yeah, hang out with you. Two. Give us uh, another one. Last week it was my roommates from college, Chris and Steve. Come on, in your sphere of life, that who you was hang not, out the most. That, well, that's what I'm saying. Okay. So you so got me, you got Uncle Steve. It was Steve. Jeff Lutner last week, two weeks. You're really you're ruining this, the ruining the, the question. Because the because I guess the point that I'm trying to make back to your point is if I name Don't try to make a point of my point. People, I'm trying to ask you a question to follow up another question. Name five people that you hang out with the most. Ready, set, go. Me. Mom is one. Is mom one? Okay. Yes. Okay, my thank wife, you. My immediate family, Diana, <laughs> Joe, Victoria. That's Then that's my my world. But are we, you're talking, that's family. That's not friends. But it's the people that you're, you're surrounding yourself with. There's a reason I'm asking this question. So I'm like okay, kind so, of waiting. So, I don't. I don't know what you're going for. You don't know because that's the great know yet. thing about podcasts. It's unscripted. Yes. So please just answer the question. I'm answering the question. I already told you. Okay. You're I said Uncle Steve. All right. Let's hypothetically say you had five people and you listed it. Thank you very much for that. What you're now supposed to do is you start start to analyze a couple different questions about those people. And in the case of like if you're growing and you're again you want an influential circle, what are those personalities like? How much money are those people making? What do those people do during times of trouble? Like start really picking apart those individuals. And the reason I asked in like specific moments of life is because you may realize that for whatever reason, you don't feel like yourself this past year and you're going through stuff and you're not handling it well. Well, take a step back and who have you been hanging out with or vice versa? Everything's firing on all cylinders right now. Who are the people that are surrounding you and supporting you during those times? So I think it's best to really try to take a step back and analyze that so then you can start picking and choosing who you want to hang out with the most. Well, see, that's a deep, deeper dive than I would ever put to it's okay. my thought of relationships. Well, that's why you're on a podcast. And, but that's why maybe I don't internalize and stay up at night thinking about as much as maybe you or other people do. Maybe you should. If you're, if you're, if you're, you're seriously, you have done that. You should you really thinking? start thinking about who you're hanging out with. Yeah. I look at it this way. I, I, this is a keep it simple, stupid kiss theory, right? I'll go back to one premise of if you make me feel good, I want to hang around with you. If you don't, I'm going to avoid situations where I need I need to be in your space. That's it. The influence of their success or their 
inability to succeed, whether that's money or personally, if they're in the, on the right road, if they're drinking too much or eating too much or smoking too much. See, I could take five of my friends without naming them and throw all that stuff into probably each and every one of them in, in different examples. Like who drinks too much, who smokes too much, who gambles too much, who does things that I don't find to be the most becoming of a person, whether it's as a husband or a father or a brother, right? There's things that people do. I scratch my head. I'm like, wow, why would you do that? But they're still my friends because there's lines that I'm not going to cross. And I'll, I'll go specific here. Very good friend of mine could be, and this is a hypothetical. I don't have a specific person when I say this, because I can apply this to several people, um, is in a pattern, a habit of just doing the same thing over and over again, whether it be drinking, smoking, or gambling, or all three. I have as an obligation at some point to have a conversation because I see it and they don't. But it's not my business either to, to call them out. I just know next time I'm around them, it's going to come up mm-hmm. because they're going to ask me, hey, you want to go to the track? Or, hey, you want to go meet for a drink? Or, hey, do you want to go to this place or that place and go hang out? And that's when I'll have an opportunity as a true friend to say, well, no, no, thanks. But what are you doing? What's your thought? Why are you? Yeah. I'm seeing a pattern here with you. So that's part of, again, a friendship too. Right. You, you, you need to have courage and confidence and, and be comfortable to exchange and talk with somebody. But you also got to be careful because you're not their father, you're their friend, right? Differently than you and I talk, and it's not even sometimes talking, it's me telling you how it is. Sorry, but that's the brutal truth of being a parent. And then as a friend, you're like, well, hey, do you really need that that fifth drink? <laughs> Did you really need to go to the track again? Well. Right. And that, well, that's a, it's a really good point in reverse because that sphere of influence that that individual has is you. And in this instance, you are being that person that they need. Mm -hmm. You're being the person that is for whatever reason, this moment of time, not better, but you're, you're giving them a check and saying, Mm -hmm. Hey, I don't think you should be doing the things you're doing. And you've probably had that check from people, whether you know it or not. And everybody's influenced by the people they surround themselves with. Yeah. Well, your mom checks me all the time. And that's the person who that's, that's what I need. I need it from her. Right. You know, uh, and then I have other friends that check me too, like also Uncle Steve. You know, Correct. He'll, he'll, he'll be have no problem. Um, and, it, and it's mutual. Right. So I also think it's a little bit different. And this is where like the differentiator, differentiator between our ages, like you're 57, you're not changing. Your, your percentage of change is going to be a little bit different than mine. I'm 27. I hope, change, I hope to change a lot more than you do. Not, that, not to say you can't change and evolve. You can always but you're not going to be skewed and influenced as much as I would be by the people you surround yourself with. Right, you're kind of like fourth quarter good. Well, but my evolution of change is constant. I will, okay. I will, I will with the difference, the difference is because your optics, see you guys at your age, optics is way out here. It is. It's let's go socialize here. Let's go there. Let's live our best life. Let's go to the pool deck. Let's go down the shore. Let's go. Okay, you're doing all that. And mine is is here now. So yeah. I only know that, well, I don't want to go to the pool, to the roof deck, to the bar. So it comes in here. Right. And now it's just like, 
I want to go on vacations. I want to spend family time with other families, right? right? Laverdi's, love doing that. Manella's, love doing that. All these special relationships that we've formed in multiples of people, in example, like we just said, two families, that that happens because mom drives that significantly. And the guys have to know that they got to get along too. So when you have that synergy in, in the children and in the adults, well, that makes it a little bit more laser focused. Yeah. Do you think you've had any, and I guess you don't have to say the name because we don't want to go down this rabbit hole again, but is there an individual that has influenced you to become just like an extreme best version of yourself, whether it's in work or relationships? Do you, do you identify one person as being that guy for you? Several people. Um, there, there's always, and again, it depends on what maybe I need at the time. Right. So when I think about, when I think about my professional career, when I was deep in it, it was Greg, right? So there, there was a guy that had it like locked down, like, wow, that guy's super polished professional knows his craft Mm. and if and if i'm gonna try to have any sort of uh connection professionally i better know my craft yeah we can hang out casually and talk about sports and cars and you know all the other things buying houses and dream stuff that's easy but if i'm gonna hone my craft and get into a space where now the conversation needs to be relevant as a, a professional i better sharpen my tools and that's a guy as an example yeah um and by the way the Gwiz family is also i, was, I didn't want to say that. i didn't want to say no, that, that is i, I just i'm that. just thinking about that obviously that's another family that you know yeah. we we enjoy doing a lot with together okay so, so that individual again i have a couple more questions about him but before we do that just going to take a quick commercial break wow. it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Shopping for humans is hard. Shopping for your dog is easy, thanks to Bark. Every month, we deliver toys and treats just for your dog. They deserve to be spoiled anyway. At Bark, we send your dog a whole new collection of toys and treats made just for them every single month. Whether it's our fun plush toys from BarkBox or our ultra-tough toys from Super Chewer, we give your dog exactly what they want. For a limited time, we'll double your first box for free. To get your free upgrade, go to BarkBox.com slash iHeart. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. 
With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals. It's not about being the best in the world. It's about doing what's best for the world. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. And we're back with the John Edrick podcast talking about friendships and the evolution of friendships. So we were just talking about the person that you identified has had the most impact or influence on your life or one of the most influential people in your life. Right. Professionally. Right. So professionally, you mentioned what he did really well, which is honed in on his craft. If there was a question about the mortgage industry, he knew the answer to it. What about personal life? Are there anybody, is there anybody in your life that just in social settings, mm. in times that are a little bit harder, yeah. they nail? A lot of people. Uh, but Uncle Steve comes to mind. Phil Iosa comes to mind. Um, the, these are social. I guess king, less These are social kings. Right. Less, less important than the names, more important about what, did you, what do you take away from people? Well, like takeaway is their ability to work a room, yeah. to be comfortable, yeah. to not give a shit about what anybody thinks. Yeah. Now that statement is not an easy one to live with because they do care. We all care. Anyone who says, I don't give a shit. I don't care. I, I it doesn't bother me. It does. It should. And it can. The difference is if people ask that of me, I'm so comfortable that it doesn't bother me like it once might have. I don't give a shit like I once did. It still does bother me, does affect me, does kind of go in the head and go like, well, but then I'm like, yeah, it's all right, no big deal. Maybe, maybe they were having a bad day. And so to make themselves feel better, they wanted to chip away and put me down. Mm-hmm. Or to be funny, they thought they'd say something sarcastic to kind of lighten up the room. And then I'm thinking, or, you know, we've been in those situations. Right, right. You like like if I said, hey, Joe, you look good heavy. Well, that's a compliment. <laughs> but Joe's like, wait, did he just say I'm heavy? I don't even know. So Joe could get insulted. Oh, no shit. And as an Joe, Joe's sitting here. Joe's about 110 the he's got the, As he's sitting here, he's going to leave and go. He's going to go. He's going, what the hell? Do I, I'm 110 pounds. How can I be heavy? <laughs> it's, not, it's not 110. Joe's lean. He's like 6'3", <laughs> lean, shizzle. Yeah, but but you, under, you understand what I mean, right? Yeah. So, so there's that. And there's another saying, right? Well, there's truth in jest, a backhanded compliment. Well, you know, there's all these things that just you'll learn to turn off and be like, all right, it was a try. I said some stupid things in my life and will continue. And there's a filter that we all should have, but it doesn't always work, especially when you drink truth serum and you're out with your friends. I think that, well, that's say a good, things you shouldn't say. And okay, that's, that's collateral damage. That's a good point to bring up because it's like the balance of, oh, I don't give a shit. I'm going to say what I want, what's on my mind. But like, do you really want to be that guy that's just an asshole? Like everybody has a truth that they can point out in the room, right? Whatever it may be, mm-hmm. you feel so righteous. You have to be that guy because right. I don't understand what that really does for some people. It doesn't do anything. So yeah, you could live your truth, but at the same time, right. some things aren't necessary. Right. So um, some things are left best unsaid. Unsaid, correct. I had a question about what you mentioned before about Uncle Steve. Social work in a room. Yeah, the social, yeah work, work in the room. Um, hmm. They're comfortable. 
you asked me how they impact and influence yeah. me. So well, while you're you're thinking about I'm pondering that, about that one. That's okay. Well, while you're thinking about that, so there's again those people professionally and multiples personally, socially that have helped guide me. Um, and and some of them wouldn't even know they were doing it because they were epic failures at it. So so it's easy to see someone who does it well and be like, wow, I want to be like that guy. Well, and then there's right, another guy right. that's like, oh my God, he's a sloppy mess. Well, look at the way he's dressing. Look at the way he's acting. Look at the way that, whether it's male or female, that the friends around them are like laughing. That Well, that's a great, I mean, I think it's just less about what they're wearing if they appear, it's yeah. like more how they feel about themselves. Like, like Phil will walk in a room and he's just one of those guys, if you don't know him, he, he'll light up the room and you may not know him, but now you want to get to know him. For whatever reason, you gravitate <laughs> right. towards this type of attitude and energy. Right. Right. And I don't think those things can be taught. It's kind of just no. like progressive evolution of being very confident in who, in who you are as a person and genuinely mm -hmm. wanting other people to like you. And I think that's like a weird thing to say, but it's reality. You yeah. walk in a room, you want everybody to like you. Why is that a bad thing yeah. to crave other people's positive energy? And attention or attention. Right. And you may not want all the attention, the cameras and, and lights on mm -hmm. you, but you walk in a room, you want everybody to be like excited that you're there. And I read, read or heard something online. Self-talk is obviously huge, right? So if you're nervous about a situation, whether it's social setting, networking event, or even a room like this, I've heard people literally say, walk in and walk back out. If you walk in a room and you don't feel comfortable for whatever reason, restart, mm -hmm. close the door, talk to yourself, say, hey, look, I'm gonna have this kind of night. I'm going to be this kind of person and then go in and do that. And I've had to do it sometimes. And people, I think, look at individuals like us often and we walk in a room and it's that sort of energy that you're attracting, but it's not always that it's out of nowhere. You do have to work for some of that stuff. Correct. There are, listen, the body won't go where the mind hasn't been. You, me, everyone needs to program and mentally script through, if we're saying it's a room you're going to walk in, who are you going to see? What do you expect to talk about? We talked about this in other episodes. Ford, what are we bringing up, right? Ford, family, occupation, recreation, dreams. If you know that when you walk into that room, you could at least make a conversation with one or two people, then start there. Yeah. Find one, right? Hopefully you're not going into any environment totally by yourself and not knowing who you're going to see, but that's what you should do. You should put yourself through the, the mental preparation game of that social environment. There's nothing wrong with that. I think it's, and it's, it's just being fair to yourself. Yeah, it makes it easier when you actually care about what they say. Like if you're yeah. looking for the answer and you're like, you're curious about what their response right. is gonna be, that's one thing. If you're not, I think right. you should tap in and be like, right, let me at least enjoy this moment while I'm in it. But the other, that now I remember the question I had about Phil and Uncle Steve, some of your best friends we talk about friendship. I think it's super important how you handle social settings together because there are individuals that, like we said, bring out the best in you. And I personally feel like I have what I would consider almost like a chameleon energy. If I'm walking in with the wrong people, you're going to get the worst version of me. Like I'm not going to be that social. I'm not going to be that excited. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say the right things. Whereas the opposite, if you catch me with the right people, I'm a completely different person. So how do you act? Do you act differently with people like you know, oh, you're, you're, you're listen, yeah, 57 years old. My behavior will pull from the energy of others. So if I'm with my group from, you know, the country club, right. it's different than my group outside the country club. Yeah. 
I don't know exactly why that is other than the dynamic of that one group versus another is just very different. Two groups of successful, seasoned, accomplished people, but personalities that are night and day. You, you almost got to like fit that mold. Yeah. That and mold. you got to know, again, you learn your place where one day, 10 years ago, I might've been very much engaged into, you know, the, the first group. Right? right, country club group, very engaged, like doing everything with them, going out, traveling, having a blast, and then things change. Not not necessarily. Let me be clear: not that I personally changed, but maybe I did change a little bit because yeah. I made decisions that well, I don't want to be in that situation anymore. Or I'm really, you know, I did it once. I went twice. I went three times. That's going to be the same thing. I'm less motivated to see the same rerun show again. Love all the guys the same way. But there's another group now, right? There's other people that come into your life. Let's take what we're doing today. Five years ago, I'm heavy mortgage group, heavy mortgage relationship. I have a lot of friends from other companies that I would hang around with, that we would go and do things, yeah. conventions, right? Business, uh, business conventions, meetings, you name it. Life was different five years ago. Today, I don't see any of them anymore. It's not because I'm not friends with them anymore. The phone call I just got earlier was from a friend of mine who works for another mortgage company. Right. I haven't talked to in a while. And... So we're still friends, but we don't see each other anymore. Sure. So now, now here I am, fast forward. Now I'm hanging around in this digital space with some young guys here and some people. You're more my you. These guys are more in my world now. Think about it. Every week, yeah, we gotta find you more older content creators. There aren't any. I might, be, I might be. I might be one of the oldest. But, but so you get my point. Now I'm hanging around with a different group. Yeah. So some of my friends today that are in the advertising space. Some of my friends that right are intertwining into this digital space. Have you noticed some of your old friends changing the way they treat you ever since this transition of being in? No, I, I mean I don't feel any different. I think that they actually are, are uh, energized and, and supportive of this because they feel like they feel like in some respects he made it out. Like, yeah. It's a weird thing to say, but when you're doing something for 30 years, you're a police officer for 30 years. Thank you for your service. You're a fireman. You want to get out. Yeah. You want to do something else. And when you find that passage through to something else versus just sitting back and collecting a pension or trying to wait for your retirement or social security, yeah. when you find a true segue, that, that's why I think a lot of my friends are like super excited. They're like, uh, is there anything I can do? Can you, can you bring me on? Yeah. I'm like, Sure, at some point, maybe there's room for everybody. I don't know. Well, that's a, that's an interesting. Pers- it's a dynamic that is like very different and like quote unquote friends. You don't really know why people are coming at you nowadays. Mm-hmm. If if it's a brand new person and they're fifty some odd years old and they're reaching out to you, do they want to be your friend or they want to learn how to get out like you did and vice versa? I'm twenty seven. It's the same thing. Are yeah. they having conversations with me to learn how to do what we do and not have a nine to five job, or do they genuinely want to be well, my yeah. friend? You're gonna you're gonna have to deal with that. I see through it. I, I, I don't want to say I'm smarter, but I see through it because I'm more experienced. You're going to contend with that a lot differently than me. Think about how many relationships 
When I say relationship, it, it is a relationship. It's a short-term relationship. But how many relationships we had three years ago when we first started that we don't even talk to today that I could Maybe. text? Yeah. Well, I could text ABC person from XYZ company and they don't return our texts. Yeah. It's it's the strangest thing, right? We didn't do anything other than what we were signed up for. Ooh, yet, yeah. yet that yep. yet the that person probably had an agenda, and we probably somehow figured out that they weren't going to be part of it, or they, I, I don't know. Well, I think what I've realized too, and this is a good point about the relationships and friendships is, and I know you say this a lot that I we are very relationship based people, right? The brands you work with, we are very selective, and we like to get to know them as people. It helps us honestly. Mm promote their products because now we actually like it. Right. And I think we've gone above and beyond and I'm okay to do that to say, hey, look, we'll overreach, we'll overstretch, we'll make sure we do what we have to do for them. Right. And then when it's time to return the favor, I think we've realized that this is a very transactional game. A lot of people see us as just views on social media. And if we're not getting the views that they're looking for for a specific video, they're very quick to drop us. And that for me, it just opens your eyes a little bit more to who you're gonna reach out and extend I guess what we consider friendship to, right? There's a reality to right. what we do. And I think we thought it was going to be a little more. Right, but part of that can be disappointing for you. Not really. No? No, it's not. Honestly, I. it's a learning lesson. Whenever I learn something, I'm not disappointed. I actually see it as an opportunity to, to know what happens the next time. Again, we had a great relationship with so-and-so. That person dubbed us when things got hard. Mm -hmm. Well, the next time we get excited about a relationship, are we actually friends? Are they our, our true friends off camera? If the answer is yes, that's one thing. If it's not, then we treat them so, like- So here, this, this is a great point. Very relevant for us today. You can't be disappointed if you have no expectations. Right. Okay, fine. That's, that's very important to understand. That's not a knock. That's not an insult to anything. But I personally go into every opportunity- with the, the understanding that we're going to have a relationship and I'm going to bring my best and yeah, I'm going to be sincere. And then they will make the decision where it fit. Cause I, I, that's the only way we're not gonna I change know. Who we are, yeah. No, no way, shape or form. Anybody we align with for purpose of advertising and branding, they get all of us. Yeah. Right. If I don't care for the product, we've talked about this just even this morning, just, just dismiss it. Like, no, thank you. I, I can't get behind it. I don't like it, or it's just not a fit for us. It's not fair but, to the audience. No, well, it's not fair to the audience, but it's it's not fair to the audience, but it's not fair to us, I, me. I don't want to waste my time, waste their money, waste their energy yeah. if we can't be truly convicted and, and relate to something. It's got to be relatable, right? Sure. I, I can't talk about hair products. <clears throat> Why not? I just can't. Ching. I mean, beard, yes. Yeah. Waxing, maybe. waxing for sure. Um, shaving the lotions and yeah. stuff, absolutely. Maybe Bring a them on. Company, if you got any uh, no Turkish hair replacement oh gosh. companies out there. Oh my um, gosh! Well, actually, you know what's funny about this whole situation too, and I guess this is a reality that some people don't have if they're not in our shoes. Is like we deal with a lot of one-sided friendships. There are genuinely people out there that we have no clue what their names are, and they feel a connection towards mm -hmm. us. So it's like our responsibility to maintain who we are as people, because we don't want to lose. It's, it's, and I've had it happen where people will argue with themselves in the comment section. Like they'll yeah. say one thing and then they'll get mad at us for doing another thing. Like we owe them something. It's a very mm -hmm. interesting dynamic, but that is the reality. And, and we do want to treat people like they are our friends. Everybody that watches and supports our content, we do think you are 
in our corner because you are just like anybody else's. And there's plenty of people that are out there. We don't even know. Mm -hmm. They give us more support than the people that we do know. So I think those are things that as you grow, you like to analyze and and look for a little bit more and not just hang your hat on. Well, I knew so-and-so since I was three years old. I have to be his friend. You don't have to be friends with anybody. You don't got to hang out with anybody. So it's no more evident for me what you just said. Like when, when I've done personally meet and greets you haven't been there i did a few right did a couple more recently that you just could because the schedule couldn't be there with me and i have friends show up they're just coming to see me in some cases my friend mike farina drove an hour to go to seaside to see me my friend jeff you know he only drove maybe 20 minutes he came i haven't seen him since college like that to me is so rewarding and reinforcing that, okay, I must not be, I must be a pretty good guy, right? Or I must be something relevant to them. Well, but you know what I mean? Like that reinforces that there is something. So friendships, back to the evolution of friendships, friendships aren't always just cut from that cookie cutter form that have to be a certain way. Yeah, exactly. So- the the guy that I just mentioned that you met, I haven't seen him since college. It's over 30 years ago. Yet we picked up right where we left off, sort of, right? Caught up on the kids and stuff like that. And that's great. And there's a genuine, um, you know, authenticity to that dialogue. And so he's a friend and the evolution of it, who knows? It may be something where I'm, I'm, I interact. I may be playing golf with him in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I may go next time I go down to uh, the shore. I may have. I, I may now he know he's there. There's, so it's 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 the peaks and valleys of these relationships too. To my other point, the person you met in kindergarten, in middle school, in high school, they could go out of your life for a very long time, and then all of a sudden your worlds come back together, and you literally can be best friends. Yeah. Right? Or conversely, you may not know somebody at all growing up. You may go to work and work for 20 years, never meet anybody that you connect with. And then somewhere down the road, you go to a high school reunion, you reconnect, you find somebody. Or you get married, you have children. Your wife meets somebody that she likes. She has the husband. The husbands now meet. And now the husbands connect. Case in point, Joe Laverde. I didn't know him. You mentioned him twice now in this podcast. I said Joe Laverde twice? You mentioned the Laverdes and then him again. Oh, well, he's just a, he's a great example of a guy that I didn't know growing up. Yeah, it's great. And, and now, well, but, but think about that. He's top five. Well, I think, and everybody that- Probably top your, three. Well, you've said- If, to if him, he's listening, top two. You've said to him top two. I was going to say- I've If heard you're it. listening, Joe, top, you're, you're two. One and one, a, you've actually said that. You got one and one. <laughs> well, you know what the best part is? He, he, will, he won't listen to any of this. Well, we're going to send him this. No, nah, he's not going to listen to it. <laughs> no one, no one. I'll, maybe Alyssa. Alyssa will say. Gonna 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 I'm going to send it to him. Yeah. Well, I think there's like common threads of people that you've identified as like your core circle. And some of them, their traits are, like you said, bring the best out of you. They're loyal. Yep. They support you better for worse, you know, when it's going good, when it's going bad. And they also don't throw their problems on you. You know, I think there's like little things to keep an eye out for. If people are in your life and all you do is talk about how bad their life is going to be, it's dragging and that's mm-hmm. going to now consume your life and you don't want to be around those people. And I think that's sort of the problem sometimes with 
really early childhood friends, right? You're, you've gone through everything together. And sometimes I think that does breed a little more jealousy and envy mm-hmm. in your life because if hypothetically you're not going through a good patch and your best friend is crushing it, you're like, well, why does he deserve it? And I don't, we went to the same life path. And that is sometimes you, you neglect that when you meet somebody new because you have no clue what they went through. They might mm-hmm. very well yeah. deserve what they have. So it makes those conversations a little bit easier. Um, do you notice that with your newer friends, like the sense of jealousy is just not even, I, I, I have, uh, some very long time old friends that still to this day, I, I would think are somewhat envious. I don't think yeah. jealous is the word. It's a little envious. Um, but just they're still the- happy, but they're still, but they're still as a friend, they are very happy. Right. They, they're, they're happy for you. Or yes. They're happy. They're happy for, in this case, us. I just listened to this podcast about the, and I'm saying it for a reason, the differences between jealousy and envy. I think I sent it to you, but the difference between the analogy he gave was like, jealousy is the feeling of, man, I wish I had what that person has. Mm -hmm. Whereas envy is the feeling of that person doesn't deserve what they have. Mm -hmm. So you may feel the envy of like, why does John Rondi deserve to have a great relationship with his son and do now, like you said, made it out on the Mm -hmm. other side and not, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's not necessarily, oh man, I'm going to go and do those things because a lot of your friends are never going to go pick up a a phone and Mm -hmm. start making TikToks, but they can feel that sensation of, he doesn't deserve that. Right. I mean, none of us deserve that. We all have to go through the 30 years of working and then retirement, just like, you know, we're supposed to. Yeah. Listen, a, a, a good friend should be able to check you down too. Right. Should be, should be uh, able to check you down. And if you're getting a little too big in their mind. Yeah. But where does that check down no, come from? Is it, it, is it from jealousy? Yeah, or is, I, is it from a genuine interest in your, it, in your well being? It so. probably comes from jealousy. It probably comes from maybe a uh, place that, they feel entitled to do that, but that's okay. See, again, at 57, that doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me because it, it'll, it'll back to the point. If I say, well, I don't, I don't give a crap. I don't give a shit. No, I really do. Maybe there is something there that I need to reevaluate for myself. You know, maybe there is something I've said right. in another conversation to him or her that was inappropriate that now it's just coming out late, weeks later, month later. So you, you don't know. All, all I would say was you got to mm-hmm. turn the table on yourself and look at yourself. Well, how good of a friend are you? You know, what did you do? Yeah. What did you do when their parents passed away? Yeah. What did you do when they were down and out of luck and didn't have a job? What did you do? What was your part as a friend? So that self-evaluation is very important too. If you want to, you want to have a good friend? be a good friend. You want to have people around you, like-minded, synergy, exude and give that out. Right. And you will get back what you give. I think that's a great point to end on because this is a conversation that we could go on for hours, but that's a, that's a really right. solid point, guys. If you have your feedback, please leave it below. Share this with a really good friend and hopefully you guys resonate with this. But that, I think that's yeah. it for today. Cheers. Links, subscribe. Link, subscribe, share, Click. all that fun stuff. And again, thank you for uh, for supporting and watching. Peace. No one likes to talk about money. Am I saving enough? Can I buy a house? Am I paying too much in taxes? Will I be able to retire? What if you could unlock insights about your finances in less than five minutes with a clear picture of where you stand today and where your money can work harder? Now you can. Visit facet.com to take the free quiz and get your financial wellness score today.
That's F-A-C-E-T dot com. This ad is sponsored by Facet. Facet Wealth Incorporated is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency, where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals. It's not about being the best in the world. It's about doing what's best for the world. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. I'm Spencer Cox, Republican Governor of Utah. And I'm Jared Polis, Democratic Governor of Colorado. And we're here to help save your family dinners. There's a healthy way to deal with conflicting opinions. Actually, it's okay to disagree. It's not just okay, it's crucial. Conflict isn't bad. It's the way we disagree that matters. Please join us in showing America the right kind of conflict. Together, we can disagree better. A message from the National Governors Association.